Cool, okay. Well, uh, welcome to podcast number seven of the Brothers in Arms podcast. Uh, today we've got um, Dan Proverbs from Brothers in Arms in the room. We've got Jamie Allen in the room. And today we're welcoming Alex McClintock from Andy's Man's Club. Um, Andy's uh, Man's Club is probably the biggest peer-to-peer support group across the UK. And uh, Alex is here to tell us a bit more about that. Alex? Hi, thanks for having me. No worries, no worries, big man. And he is a big man. Uh, He's towering (laughs) over me as I invited him into the studio. So, uh, yeah, but um, we discussed just very briefly before we came on mic, you're covering a lot of uh, miles in your car at the moment. You've How many Andy's Man's Clubs in Scotland at the moment? So we've just announced number 12 in Scotland, which takes us to 59 in the UK. So we've we've seen a real spurt during and after uh, the pandemic and coming out the other side of it. So Mm -hmm. uh, just offering more safe, non-judgmental spaces for guys across the UK. Yeah, yeah. Certainly the pandemic was the the spark point for us, for me especially, to... um, to shine a light on the fact that whilst our app is offering good online support for guys, it's not necessarily going to be, always be the thing. Um, and that some guys, whilst they will want to be private about their issues and that they're having, some guys, their personality lends itself better to being in an open forum space. Um, so I guess you're already mentioning, but um, there's been a big upsurge then since lockdown started and pandemic hit yeah yeah so obviously when when pandemic hit we we like everyone else just closed our doors um and we we actually took the decision to to shut the, the friday before boris closed the country down so uh, and and it wasn't an easy decision to make because you knew how these guys actually relied on uh-huh. andy's man club on a monday night i think the monday before lockdown we had 995 men across 28 groups wow so that shows you how big we were getting uh pre-COVID, um, we, we missed one week, um, but straight away the guys in the office and the trustees, and, and we all got together and, and managed to sort an online platform for us to use and, and get our guys back online. So we settled on Google yep. um, and we were getting like guys logged on every Monday night, seven till nine, when we would normally meet face to face. Obviously we've seen a drop in numbers because obviously some guys don't do technology, they maybe don't have access to technology. This is it. Maybe don't even have a safe space in their house to, to sit in two hours and talk about shit they're going through. Eh? So um, we, did, we did see the numbers drop quite drastically. Um, yeah. But as things progressed and, and we, we got to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, we took on two more members of staff um, and we started to open more and more groups because down south there was a limit on the number of people in, in a room. So yes, you could meet as a, a peer support group, you could only have 15 in the room. So some of our bigger groups like Halifax, Hull, Leeds that were attracting 60 to 70 guys a week, we had to split into three or four venues. Right. Um, so that's where the natural growth came. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously as, as the guys got their feet under the table, uh, being project development champions, they, they started to get more and more leads. Um, and then through my own personal circumstances, leaving the prison service, I started working for the charity in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the explosions come from in Scotland. It's just, we had six groups mm-hmm. uh, at the start of March. We've now just announced our 12th group in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, and there's another three on the way before the end of September. Superb. Fantastic. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think we can definitely learn uh, and, and and borrow some ideas from you and potentially link, uh, you know, link up more closely. I think we've already talked about that before, you know. Totally, and, and we've, we've worked together in the of past. Course, been absolutely. We've been standing in Marquis and Mogai with rattling a bucket a few Marquis, years ago. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a connection that we've always had yeah. from the, yeah. the, the, certainly the day that I've gotten involved yeah. with Andy's Man Club. That's it. And I think it's a good message as well, just... You know, it's not, we're, we're, we're not separate teams. You know, Dan's line is always very good as, you know, we're all pushing in the same direction mm. and therefore we don't need to be uh, sort of protective about what we are doing or secretive about what we do. We're all trying to achieve the same goal. So why wouldn't we be uh, pulling together, working together, sharing ideas? Um, that's a thing, sharing resources. 100%, 100%. And then I think that's what you've got to find with a lot of organisations. They they want to protect their piece of their funding or their their, their share of the market eh? but whereas uh, in my opinion we're, we're all trying to stop guys killing ourselves full stop um, and if we don't work together we're not going to make a an impression and, and no matter how big andy's man club gets we could have 150 clubs if other organizations aren't working with us we're not going to stop it no that's it absolutely i guess you know i'm, I'm getting pulled into uh 
you know, my, my, what I do as a job, my personal training and uh, you're talking about sort of lead generation and, and, and market share and this sort of stuff. And I, I, I just, it just takes me back to doing marketing uh, modules uh, with, with personal training and uh, actually working with people who go, don't worry about other people's clients. Mm. There's more clients than you can ever serve in the world, ever. So don't worry how many clients him over there has or her over there has or whatever, because all of you should be full. All of your books should be full. And uh, that that's that's it. Absolutely. We've, we just keep coming back to this message of um, getting guys to come and talk, you know. Well, it's not, I, I mean, I was, it's funny. I, I think that the, the, from my point of view, the issue is that society doesn't reflect still. I mean, it's changed a lot, but it still doesn't reflect the fact that men need this type of support mm. because the stats show that yeah. male suicide is the single biggest killer of men under the age of 45. And, you know, if there's one thing that's, that's come out for me is that if we leave it, there's always this temptation to leave it to somebody else to mm. do. And what they normally mean by that is it's got to be government or it's got to be, I don't know, other charities. Yeah. But the yeah. point of fact is, until I'm pretty certain, until Andy Mann's club came along, and I, I know we had the Calm Zone, which was in London, which had been going for 10 years. You know, it was pretty much still a a subject that was not raised. Mm. You know, again, it's changed, but I think, you know, the reason why we should be working together, and I, I don't just mean us and Andy Mann's club, but all of those that have some kind of interest in 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 making a change to the statistics, then we have to somehow come together and discuss and have a platform. And whether you're big, small, or whatever, come together. And I think the other point, sometimes I get really disappointed when you listen to the same people saying the same. Normally it's like academics or people that are doing research. And what you don't get is enough of us who who are men who have lived or had the experience. And I think that's that's one of the most important things as well. So I think we've got to somehow try and get and empower ourselves to, I mean, I think I've mentioned this to you, we, we, we need to come together, big or small, and have some kind of big debate mm. about, because this is not just Scotland or England or London, this is global. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's only by coming together and discussing and debating these things that there is power within that, that then you can start to yeah. maybe change other people's perspectives. Yeah. And I think, I'm just touching your the lived experience is huge. Yeah. Do you know I mean more and more people are now clicking on at that? You can't you can't buy that. You can't advertise no. to get someone to, to work in this the stuff that we're doing unless they've got lived experience because that's what gives you the passion and drive to do it. I'm involved with recovery consortium and, and they're all in about lived experience and getting folk on board that have been there and done it and got the t-shirt and, and I think that's what's important I think as you say we, we need to have the conversations we need to normalise the conversations and um, that's why when we put our pop-up banner it's suicide is the biggest killer of men under 45 mm -hmm. and it is shocking do you know what I mean people don't want to talk about suicide shies no, away shies away uh, isn't it you, you finish well, a presentation yeah. any questions they're like it's they're, like, they're, they're you, know I mean? you just wait for tumbleweed. It's yeah. like yeah. it's cool. I'm, I'm not expecting any questions because of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's just again, it's normalising that conversation. It's normalising. I think, it, but also, I think it's about educating mm. those people that are supposed to, for want of a better word, know better. Because very often they don't. You yeah. know, I remember having a, an interview with somebody in the media, and said that basic. Suicide is the single biggest killer of men, and you know, and that person, and that whole pro, that whole debate was supposed to be around male suicide. Mm. wasn't aware. Yeah, was shocked. Because uh -huh. I, I, th I think there's there's things like prostate cancer, which is still a big killer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But because it's more known and it's it's easier to talk about, you see the footballers yeah. and the telly with yeah. the badge. Yeah. it's totally different. Eh? So it, it kind of normalizes that right okay well mm -hmm. we're supposed to get that we're mm -hmm. not do you know what i mean yeah and you're still shying away from the actual the, the, the real meat of, of what we're here to talk about so so when you were talking about you know yeah the, the background of how, how before we came on here so 
you were talking about how how the whole Andy's club started mm. down in Halifax. Halifax, yeah, two thousand sixteen, yeah. Uh, and 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 what is there? Do you have a set format, or how how do you work it in your peer to peer groups? So so Andy's man club started in in July two thousand sixteen. We had our first meeting. Um, it, it came off the back of a, an unfortunate suicide of a young man, Andy Roberts, who, who took his life tragically. And as you can imagine, it left his family completely devastated. Eh? So his brother-in-law, Luke Ambler, who was a rugby league player at the time eh, with Halifax, they had a conversation with Elaine and his mum and just decided they wanted to put a, a safe, non-judgmental space, a coffee group for guys yep. to get together and, and talk about eh, their problems and their issues. And, and it's that old adage, a, a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, put a post on Facebook and because of the demand they had a, a, nine guys turn up at the first meeting and it's pretty much stayed the same as that it's, it's guys in a room in a circle we've got our version of the talking stick which is just a phone football um, and we ask five questions and then pass the ball and they just answer question one and it goes around the room and then question two it comes around the room so the, the questions first three questions are the same and always stay the same so it's how's your week been one positive for your week so even the guy's having a really shit time, we can find a positive. If he's actually walked through the door, which is huge. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, a huge yeah, massive, yeah. Question three, and then you work off your chest. So as you can imagine, we hear all sorts from burning your toast, crashing the car on the way to work, uh, debt, addiction, relationship yeah. breakdown, you name it, we've heard it. Yeah. And then that's when we stop for a break, another cup of tea and a biscuit. And that's where the peer support comes in. So if I can relate to something off, that you yeah. went through, I can come up and say, look, this is what I did. This is how I coped. Yep. This is who I spoke to. And that's yep. that's where the peer support is. That's the magic. You can't make that. It just happens. Mm -hmm. eh? And then we get together for questions four and five, which are positive neurological response questions. So loosely based on CBT. Because okay. there's a lots of goal setting and, and remembering when you're in a good space and trying to get back to that. Or it could just be something daft, like what's your favourite dad joke? So if I had all that heavy, deep, dark stuff, yep. and then we're rolling about the floor, killing ourselves laughing. Good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Good. just, it's unbelievable. It's, and until you actually experience it, it's very hard to put into words what goes on in the room. Yeah. I, think, I think it's interesting. Obviously, it's a coincidence, a sad coincidence because of what happened. But the fact it grew up in Halifax, which if you think of it, rugby league, mm -hmm. country, tough men, really tough men who, who worked in all sorts of, you know, heavy industries mm -hmm. or whatever, historically in that area where definitely men did not talk about any of their problems yeah. from a mental health yeah. point of view. So I, I think that, 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 that's good. You know, that's something, that's such that a tough right. so something that happened so tragically, the fact that it happened in that area in a working class area and grew out from that, mm. what I'm interested in just, um, from the point of view of uh, the group is how, how do you find the age differential so we've got everything from 18 to 80 plus you know i mean there's right. i remember my first meeting we, we actually traveled down to halifax for our first meeting just about four and a half years ago and i was sitting next to an 86 year old who was there supporting his grandson at 18 Fantastic. do you know what i mean so it just fair, covers man. it all yeah yeah it's massive and uh, just a wee point i wanted to touch on was Exactly as you say, as you had sort of mentioned before, um, <clears throat> I remember just before our peer-to-peer -peer support group one day, uh, I'd been having a bit of a week of it. <clears throat> and uh, in my mind, I was saying to myself, I'm just going to go here today and I'm going to get all this shit off my chest. I'm just going to fucking let rip with it all and everything. And actually what I ended up doing was I sat there and I was quiet and I just listened to other people's mm -hmm. problems. And by the end of it, I was like, shit, man. Do you know the fact that my neighbor tried to steal my wheelie bin and I nearly had a fight from him? It's really fucking not a big issue. And actually, you would never get, I would never have had that, that experience to look back on mm. if I hadn't put myself in the position to go to the peer to peer right. support group. See, you know? I, I was the opposite. I was the opposite. I, I had two weeks that I knew I was going to Andy's Man Club. I never slept. I didn't know what I was going to say. I'd never shared my story with anyone. Mm -hmm. um, just a bit of context, myself and my colleague Adam worked in the prison service. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we got Andy's Man Club up to Scotland as a project for work. So we'd been down and, and been to the uh, NOMS, which is English Prison Service, mm -hmm. uh, a suicide prevention strategy festival or whatever they mm -hmm. called it. Yeah. To, just to meet Luke. Uh, he was talking. So we had lunch with Luke and Elaine and he says, right, come to a meeting. So we went straight back to our boss, right, we're going back down to Halifax. 
So for two weeks, I never slept. Um, this was like six weeks before I was about to get married mm-hmm. and for the second time. And I, I was going down with my best mate, Adam, who I've known for 20 years. And, mm-hmm. and up to that point, we thought we knew absolutely everything. Um, and then we, we actually went for tea with Luke and Elaine mm-hmm. uh, and Andy's dad, Billy, um, and one of the trustees, Robert. And, and it was just nice and relaxed, rocked up, walked in, didn't think any of it because that's the hardest step is walking through the door. But we just kind of sailed through it. And as soon as I got the ball, I just went there and yeah. do absolutely everything mm-hmm. and handed the ball to my, my best mate of 20 years. And he's going, what the fuck? Why have you never told me that? I mean, yeah. I had never told anyone that I'd try to kill myself. Right. But I mean, I hadn't even told my mum, hadn't told my doctor, nothing. And he's just man. sat there like, fuck's sake, big man. Wow. Yeah, then yeah. he shared his story and his loss of his brother-in-law to suicide 30 odd years ago. Yeah. And I was the same. I was like, because we don't talk about that. Yeah. That's not what guys talk I, about, is it? It's funny. I, I've always thought the, the Annie Man's Club or the or pay, male peer-to-peer is almost a replacement for the pub. You know, we're losing male spaces. Yeah. And I know you may with that, people say, well, you know, it's for everybody. But traditionally, the traditional pub, I don't mean mm. a Weatherspoon or whatever. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you used to be a kind of safe space that you could go to. To be snug off the side. To be snug and you'd be with your pals. And, and it, yeah, maybe you didn't talk about the that serious stuff that we're talking about, but that sense of... Um, uh, yeah, the community sense, com- com- safe com- space, camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that togetherness yeah. as a guy with, with another group of guys, I think is something that in some sense has been, you, you're replacing yeah. that, thank gosh. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's then empowering guys mm. because obviously you're not involved in alcohol, so that's taking that out of it. It's empowering guys then to sort of really share maybe the stories they wouldn't do. Mm. But I think that there's that, it is a replacement, thank God, mm. in the sense that it's somewhere that guys, I can just imagine the guys on a Monday when you're holding them going, I think that's quite perfect. You know, I mean, I, I guess that was a, that was a deliberate go decision. I can, I can just... The Monday, night, yeah, the, the, the Monday night thing was, it was uh, a Monday through to Tuesday that Andy actually took his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also the most common time for a man to take his own life. I imagine, you know, case, it's... So. It, it, it's it's not hard to put yourself in the space of mm. a big heavy weekend, a bit of a fallout or with a family or somebody on a Sunday. Or a really that. good weekend. Uh, so I mean, oh, you might yeah. have had a really good weekend and then you're going, oh shit, I've got to go back to Reality. work. I don't really want to go back to yeah. work. Reality. Can I get a doctor's appointment? He's wanting to put me on meds. Oh, fuck it. Do you know what I mean? And, and yep. It's just one of these That's things. That's it. That There's many, many stories um, going on, you know. What, um, you know, following on from what Jamie can ask about was, what, what, what do people describe as the kind of stuff that, kept them away from coming because i imagine that you'll hear quite a lot you'll hear guys saying i should have came here a year ago i should have came here six months ago i should have came here however long ago what do people would sort of describe as the main things that kept them away or uh, the big hurdles i think it's just the fact that you haven't to admit to yourself you've got an issue um i i, I kept all it myself i bottled it all up didn't tell anyone because i was thought i was the only one that was going through it I thought that if I burdened my friends and family with it, I'd appear weak. I'd be embarrassed because they dropped the push at me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's not until you open up and, and talk in front of guys that have gone through or similar things that you yeah. go, shit, I'm not one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's that. We've, we've had it. We, we get it all the time. I've been sitting in the car park for six weeks yeah. uh, and just telling my wife that I've been there and, and sat in the car park for two hours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That, that must bore you. Not, never mind then go and have, go home and, and, and lie to the wife saying, oh, yeah, it was really good. And and, and one of our guys, <laughs> Nickel, who runs Perth Group, he was the same. He, he came to us for a good few weeks and just kept going back and saying to his mum, yeah, it was fine. Never said anything. Sat really? there and said absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. Um, and then attempted to take his own life ended up wow. in Murray Royal um, and because he'd been to Andy's Man Club and this was r- right in the early days of the Perth group, we were messaging, do you need toiletries, do you want a visit, do you want that, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he's just like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. He'd never actually introduced himself to us, we just had him in our group and we yeah. were chatting yeah. about him. He got out that Monday night at six o'clock and came straight to Andy's Man Club. Mm-hmm. He now runs the group. It, that's fantastic. It's just amazing to know that it's existing in Scotland. Um, Paul who obviously regularly contributes to the podcast and is the CBT therapist, um, was was explaining, uh, you know, kind of how uh, therapy can be really, really good for guys because 
the therapist is somebody who doesn't have skin in the game with you. Mm. And you just described that there where you didn't want to share your difficulties because then everybody who has skin in the game with you, your family members, your friends, your workmates, your colleagues, whatever, would then potentially think less of you. And I think what it sounds like is happening with Andy's Man's Club is, is that guys are actually getting to realize, okay, I can be accepted as, you know, me, but also as not being perfect all the mm. time and not being, you know, uh, tough all the time or whatever. Mm. And that's really the ultimate goal, isn't it? For guys to be able to say, actually, I can share this with my mates and I don't feel like I'll be taking the piss out of yeah. Or I can tell my wife this and I... She won't leave me. That's, or, that's, that's or, our goal, eh? In the utopian world, Andy's Man Club doesn't exist. Yeah, and that, yeah. That is our goal as a as a charity. We don't want so to exist. It's uh, uh, yeah. I think it's a good. It's good to be able to know and vocalise that sort of journey that we're trying to be on. Of actually, it's okay. You know, you can tell us that things are not ideal, and we won't think less of you. You know, and it also gives other guys strength. If you if you see like, like you said, I'm six foot nine. Uh, tattoo beards it's like well that, that's what a man looks like mm-hmm. you know what I mean then he's standing up on the stage talking about his feelings and, and yeah. getting emotional with it as well and, and I think that's powerful in itself yeah. and I think if that inspires other people to then come and go do you know what I've been there that's that's yeah. the whole reason for doing it and I think as well for the guys that are in the room that kind of idea of there's, there's two things you I would imagine the guys get from that there's a self-awareness. You start to build a self-awareness to go, hey, I'm not the only guy mm-hmm. that's feeling this way. You know, we've got all different shit going on, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that that thing of not being judgmental. Mm-hmm. So everybody's individual issues, you know, yeah. you're creating a space where you are not judging that person. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that, that that issue is for them. Yeah. Is something that they need to, to share. Yeah, I think, and, ju- and also empowers that person to yeah. share it. I think judgment's always a, a a thorny subject because we can't. I I my personal opinion is that we can't say we're not judgmental. Everybody will jump to conclusions, blah blah. blah. But what where the power lies is then not acting upon those prejudgments. Right. So say so realizing ah oh, I may have thought this or there's you know Alex big talk and so because of that. I can see that, but I'm not going to start yeah. treating you differently because yeah. of that, it, you know? And that's where I think the power is. It's being aware. I'm a very judgmental person. Uh, I know we that. all are. We all However, are. However, what I've learned is to be aware that I'm being judgmental. And then therefore, when I'm aware that I'm being judgmental, I can step back and go, right, stop that. Well, that, that's it. And it's and that's, just that's, not you know, acting on those judgments, yeah. not treating somebody different because of a judgment that you may have. Or going, but I never used to be like. Uh, it wasn't until I went to therapy that I I learned to be to, uh, to become self aware of that. The, and I can imagine in a in a peer to peer that there's a natural that a natural ability where you've got separate guys yeah. sharing their issues. Yeah. Well, well, we, had that, become, we had we had that judgmental attitude in the prison service when we started. You know, we started in eighteen people. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're officers, they're prisoners. We're not supposed to talk to each other. We're not supposed Amazing, to right. tell them anything personal because they can use it against you. That's how you were brought up through the 19 years I've done in the, in the jail. Do you know what I mean? So for, for us to then start a mental health peer support group in the prison and try and get prisoners through the door, even the prisoners were going, well, have you got to be fucking depressed? You right, get right. to go home every night. I'm yeah, going, yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. I've got a house. I'm going through a divorce. I'm not going to see yeah. my kids. Uh-huh. I've got two cars. I've got a mortgage. I've got yeah. three yeah. holidays that I'm used to taking yeah. every year. So, I mean, we all have different pressures yeah. in our yeah. lives. No and matter what your very, social yeah. standing. It manifests yeah. in different ways, absolutely. I was interested from what you said from that point of view. You know, we, we talked recently in the recent podcast, you did talking about community. I mean, I... I, I probably served up quite a few of your customers having been in the police for 30 mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, I, I certainly found that, you know, working in the type of work I did, latterly a lot of drugs work I dealt with, you know, you're dealing with people with an addiction problem. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with people with mental health issues. So what is the society do we do with them mm-hmm. when they get to a certain point of offending? We put them in jail. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing for them. And there's nothing, nothing for them. And then we leave them high and dry. And especially in some of the, uh, the young offenders institutes, 
you know, I remember going to somewhere like, I think it was Pullman or something, and seeing these guys. And, you know, you just look at them and you can see that there's nothing there mm. behind, you know, because a lot of the time they've obviously got access to drugs and whatever within the prison, yeah, where the best well easier, in the world. It's easier to score in the jail than it is in the street. Much easier, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the problem then is you've got two issues because you get the issue of prisoners within that system, which is really just a microcosm of the outside society put into one yeah. place, yeah. if you think about it. Um, and then you've also got the mental health of the officers who are dealing with that. Of course, yeah. Of course. And, and, and I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk goes on, and I, I saw it from my job, and it's interesting to hear what you're talking about. These are the things you were taught you shouldn't do and mm. you shouldn't speak about this. And that in mental health was one of them. And the police, you didn't stick your head above the parapet in the police. I joined in 1978. If you'd said you'd have a mental health issue, they'd been like that. Mm. See you later. You're out the door. And especially, as you say, in a situation like that where people can take advantage in the, in the prison situation. So, I mean, I think I'm very interested to hear what your opinion is on uh, you know the whole sort of mental health issue as far as, as certain offenders who, who are brought into and hopefully you 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 can talk about that now that you're not actually part of the yeah, system you know do a lot in recovery as well as I mentioned earlier what the Scottish Recovery Consortium um, which primarily started as, as people with addiction issues but they've realised that if, if you've got an addiction issue, you, nine times out of ten you're using because of a mental health problem. So they're, they're intrinsically linked. So we've done a lot of stuff in, in the prison before we got involved in Andy's Man Club and it's all about getting them into to work and, and, and supporting them through their sentence as well because at the end of the day as a prison officer, you're there to rehabilitate and put back out in a better place, which we weren't doing. Um, but I think the prison service is getting better. Uh, and as I say, in the last five, six years, the recovery side of it has got better. Um, Perth was was leading the way in, in all things recovery, sports and fitness, mental health, uh, and other jails were copying us. So I'd like to think after the pandemic disappears because the, the jail's not a nice place as it is, but during COVID it was even worse. Mm. Um, and as you can imagine, it, it felt like going back to the old days when it was just Gosh. fight after fight after fight, and, and it wasn't a nice place to be. But I think staff are beginning to come around because it's the staff that we need to educate to say that, mm. yes, this person can change because we can. We, could, we should all deserve a second chance. I remember one of the first things we did in recovery, we attended a, an event with the SRC uh, before the, the recovery walk, and this guy stood up and he's, he's talking about he was crime prevention in Strathclyde Police or something. And I'm saying to Adam, I says, I know that boy's face. How do I know that boy's face? And the two of us are sitting going, no, no, no. And then he walked up and he was like, all right, boss, what's happening? And it was like a guy that we had in, a lifer, armed robber. Oh, he was wow. now working for Strathclyde Police's crime prevention, which just shows you no matter what you've done in your past, and we talk about earlier on before we came on air about exams and that, you, you, just because what you've done in your 16, 17 and 18s doesn't define what you do when you're 45, 46, 47. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've changed yeah. my career so many times, just changed that again to, to do this because I'm passionate about doing it. So you don't define yourself by what you've done in the past because we can't change that. No matter what you've done, you've done. Yeah. It's yeah. about moving on. It's and, history. And, and try to make it better. I think it's important too, obviously, that, that, that you know, you've gone on now to work with this group because I imagine you'll probably come across a lot of people who've been through that system mm. and are now back out and they're on the streets or whatever. A lot of them are homeless. I've spoken to guys quite a few times. Mm in that situation uh, and I think your experience of having worked with you're obviously a compassionate guy I can tell speaking to you you know but in my job and in your job it takes time for that sort of you know that type of attitude to filter through mm. and and, mm. and hopefully you're pushing towards more of a you know more of a caring attitude I mean okay we know that there are certain occasions where you've got to deal with things yeah. and, and you deal with them in a robust manner for obvious reasons but you know, I, I think having that experience of doing what you've done and now being involved with the Andes uh, Shed Group, I think I think that gives you. I think if, if a you, big if you speak to me point. myself and Adam's been in thirty odd years, right? I was in nineteen years, up to the point that I had my breakdown. I was one of them. Not yes, no, behind your door. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it was just that was my job. 
But it was after I had my breakdown and, and the compassion that was shown to me by my line manager, one of my mates, to, to help me back on track before I got involved in the Andes Man Club, kind of opened my eyes. So everything I went through in my dark time has, has changed me mm-hmm. um, because yep. it's an experience that I don't want to repeat and I don't yeah. want other people to repeat that experience as I, well. I think as well, both of you coming from, even though it's opposite, the, the same kind of service, it must be very easy to lose your humanity in the sense 100%. Of, 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 of being able to relate. And I, I tell you, I mean, I can totally understand it. You probably mm. don't have time, you know, you know, with everything, you know, all the, both services along with everything else are under, under pressure. So being able to find that, and I can see that in both of you, to, to find that and, and find a way through it, you know, that takes effort. That takes work. You know, because the easy option, isn't it, is always to go, you know Absolutely. what? No, you're not getting it. Yeah, no, I'm not bothered. I'm just going to go yeah. home. I've done my bit. That's it. I mean, it does take effort to do all, any of this, whether we work in the services or or create Andy Man's Club or be part of it yeah. or anything and that, like that. I mean, the attitude, because we both worked in the, for the last five years, I worked in the gym. So it was a different relationship you had with prisoners because they wanted to be in the gym. The gym was his oh. privilege. So rather than being banged up behind the door, they got to come to the gym for an hour and a half and play football or tennis. And you were getting to take part in that. You were getting to play football with them, take them for circuits and all that. Do you know what I mean? So it was a totally different relationship. So I don't, I don't think as white shirts we would have succeeded with Andy's Man Club because the jail wouldn't have bought into it. But because it was part of a bigger programme in the gym, we're looking after their physical health. Now we're looking after their mental health. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different ballgame. And I don't think myself and Adam would have got involved in Andy's Man Club or anything like that if we were still working in the galleries because that just wasn't the job we were doing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. thing is, when you, when you see, the, see your stuff on Facebook or when, we, when you read about this, you know, creating these things, people, everybody's an expert. Everybody thinks it's really mm. easy to do. And, and then, you know, it, it, it can, can be. be. It, it, it can be. Because <laughs> I, I think this, I, is, I, where, I, this I think is where it's a very interesting thing in that when we position ourselves as a leader for Andy's Man's Club or we put out a podcast from Brothers in Arms, um, it's not right for people to think, oh, well, Alex is totally sorted and just because he's leading Mandy's Man's Club, he's, he's brand new and he's like the 100% thing to aspire to. Like we sit here around this table still with our own issues going on that we're working on weekly that, uh, that are not quite good. And so it's again, whilst we're here making the effort to try and put out a positive uh, picture and a positive conversation for men's mental health, it's also right to say but we're not all oh, sitting okay. here around this table 100% sorted, you know, pillars yeah. of the community. I know, yeah. Well, I, you can, know. can I just say something? The fact that we're just talking about it. I mean, the one thing for me, the, the buzz of the podcast, I'm actually, it's, it, to me, it's irrelevant. Not irrelevant, but the subject matter is not always that important to me. It's really the fact that it's happening. Mm. You've got a group of guys from different walks of life coming together talking. and talking, and you know, about the stuff, the mental health. Yeah. And the fact that we know you're getting a response to that mm-hmm. knows that it's, you know, it hit, it's hitting something. I suspect for a lot of guys, it's because they know they can listen to it on their headphones without anybody knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can start taking yeah. that dip into the. That's into it. The, I mean, yeah. I, I I put my hands up. I'm very selfish. I I do Andy's Man Club for my own benefit, a hundred percent. I uh-huh. I use yeah. Monday nights every week for me. The, the, yeah. the benefit oh, of that is that's not self that's that's no, but, 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 yeah. this is, this is I, I really yeah. really identify yeah. with what you say as well yeah. Um, yeah. because that, that, that's yeah, what added, it is, is about, is you know, I old, create yeah. times for these types of conversations to happen because I know when I am in these conversations more often I will feel better I will do better I will you know or I will I'll, I'll be sometimes more self-critical of if I didn't do something right or whatever, you know. Uh, and so you're absolutely right. And I think it's really a powerful point to say, and I say it very often to clients, to, to friends, to whoever, you should be somewhat selfish because if you're not in an okay place yourself, then you cannot possibly be as good as you could be for those around you, yeah. whether that be friends, family, kids, 
parents, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get some space for yourself or make some space for yourself, you can't possibly serve those that you're supposed to serve, whoever those they may be, to the best of your ability. Yeah, 100%. You know? that's, that's something you've got to do. And, and something I've found quite hard recently is to do is to take time myself, just because we're that busy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like all last weekend I was working because there was things on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually off on a, usually sneaky a wee Friday and mm-hmm. if I get my hours in and, and just take time myself. But this weekend on my way down, we've got a walk down in Yorkshire doing one of the three peaks mm-hmm. with yeah, Andy's yeah. Man Club, big event yeah. that we're trying to get as many people up the, uh-huh. the Wernside, I think it is one of the three peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going down on a Saturday and the wife's like, do you want me to come with you? I was like, no, I'm going myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've, I've bought myself a camper van, so we're, I'm going down the camper van myself. Right. Spend a Saturday myself. Luke's coming across to, to stay at the same campsite in the two, so I'm going to go wild swimming and just yeah. chill out. Well, this camper van. Is, yeah, but the thing is, it's funny because if 20, 30 odd years ago, I was your typical driven guy, business, seven days a week. You know, you, everything was put into that. It's, it's actually realising to take that step back mm-hmm. like you're doing and going, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm yeah. going to take some time for yeah. myself, for yeah. my own self-care, because that makes me a better person. Yeah. It means then I will be able to go back and as you say, you and maybe do that odd weekend where I haven't really got to sort of fire into it. 100%. So I, I think you, you're, that's, what was the word you said? Selfless. I think that's so a yes, really good way of, yeah. you yeah. know, you're, you're looking after yourself. And it's also being aware. Yeah. 20 odd years ago when I, I, I just didn't, I, I just didn't just see kept that. Going. I just kept going yeah. until I just hit rock bottom, till it just caught up with me. Yeah. And now I never, like yourself, you don't allow yourself, you you become, you, you're aware of some of the signs that come along and you go, right, okay, I know I need to step step back. It'll still continue. Mm. Things will still happen. You know, it doesn't need you at the centre of it just now. Take some time out. So I think that's, that's a and, and really she's interesting she's point. Happy, she's just pissed off because I'm taking the van. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, there we go. Like, um, sorry. Our van. <laughs> yeah. We talk uh, with Brothers in Arms a lot about or we feel it's really important for us to get out the message that we're a, we're not a crisis charity. You know, we're not trying to be Samaritans. Um, we are the guys, and I think we stand beside you, Andy's Man's Club, in that we really want to be encouraging guys to come and join a peer-to-peer support group, even when they don't necessarily feel at a low point. Yeah. Because yep. that can be really, really, you can contribute a lot. And it feels like, certainly when I've been... F- you know, involved with our peer-to-peer, you you come along and you go, ah, do you know, actually, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling fine, whatever, and then somebody starts to say something that triggers a wee emotion in you or triggers something in you, and all of a sudden you go, actually, you know? So, would yeah, I mean, you're nodding, obviously, Alex, but... Um, yeah, you need, that, you need that positive influence. You need that guy that's been coming for six months that's all right and going, do you know what, Andy's Man Club's brilliant, Andy's Man Club saved my life. And you've got the guy sitting there going, I really don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Wife's pushed me. I don't see the point coming here because yeah. I'm not getting out. And then yeah. going, yeah. oh, wait a minute, he's doing all right. He said he tried to kill himself six months ago. He's doing all right now, so it must work. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you, you need that. Yeah. I think you need yeah. the positive yeah. lights. Well, in anything, in anything, any walk of life, you need positives in your life. Well, that's what it's it's positive, but you, you know what? You as well, better. empathy, yeah. that shared empathy. Yeah. You know, the fact that you're going, you may not feel that you need that week to go, but you know what? I'm going to go because there may be somebody else there. And the positive Maybe it's having a shit week. So I'll be there and I'll listen. And I'll, you know, I'll be there for him. And I think that's a really, really... And it's, it's not very often I miss a meeting. It's usually when you're on holiday and that, uh-huh. which obviously we're not doing at the moment. But um, through COVID, I, I actually got COVID and was pretty poorly with it. Yeah. Um, and I just got fed up with the, the Zoom stuff. Yeah, I was doing Zooms to, to raise awareness for Andy's Man Club. I was then doing Zooms on a Monday night for my own self-help. I just got scunnered with it because yeah, I, I just couldn't be bothered sitting for another two hours. And it was just physically draining me. And I stopped going for four weeks and had yeah. a huge crash. Yeah. So that, and, and I say, guys, don't stop coming because you'll notice a difference. And I, I didn't even listen to my own advice. Yeah. And I had a crash. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, I, and yeah. I got myself in a really shit place again. Um, fortunately, uh, the, the first time I've, I've used a, a mental health nurse, it's the first time I've spoken to a, a psychologist and, mm. and spoke to my doctor about it. Because I've never used that. I've, I've never used 
any for, but other isn't form that some, apart from some journey though to be in a situation? And again, I keep coming back to this thing of, of where I was twenty years ago, where I, that I have no fear now of going to the GP mm. or of you know going to see a therapist or or you know seeking help. Whereas before all of this, I'd have been the last yeah. person to do that. And I think that's that's the because you're never ever fixed. I think this is the problem as men sometimes. We think we've got to fix out. We try and find a way to fix ourselves, but you're never fixed. Mm. It's a temporary situation and there's always going to be something that maybe will trigger or set you off or just give you a shit day. Yeah. And so it's a you know, it's a continual journey. And you have good, good yeah. times and you have bad times and you, it, it's been aware when you've got the bad times and, you know, being, well, for me anyway, yeah. I, I, I always have a sense of where I am within that kind of spectrum. And I'm always, I guess yeah, it's, aware. It's, much like, yeah. it's much like being a regular user of the app. If you see yourself coming into a, a dip, you know, because I, I think depression largely is like you know, learning to ride your personal roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and so if you find yourself coming into a dip and you're, say, for example, a, a regular user of the Brothers in Arms app, you go, okay, the last time I felt like this, I did this, this and this, and that helped me to feel better. Now I can get to being feeling better about myself more quickly yep. in a more effective way, similar to Andy's Man's Club. Ah, I've missed three meetings and oh, I've been drinking three yep. days a week and I've been yep. whatever. Okay, I need to... Go back to the that's club. a really, really, really good point, especially from a, a digital. And I, you know, that's I suppose maybe in the physical maybe out is 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 better in that sense because one of the things with the digital is you is guys get to a point where they think they're fixed and they don't they stop using it and we go no you've got to even if it's only eight minutes once mm -hmm. a week you know try and look at it as going down the gym. Mm -hmm use it even when you don't think you need to use it because it'll keep you in that space yeah. but it's it's difficult yeah, that's classic, it's difficult that's classic with because it's, as men this is what we and at least at least i think with any man's club or the peer-to-peer -peer, you've got this kind of um regular you know it's a monday, monday okay i can routine. i can i can make the time for that yeah okay I, so I, I i get that but it's also i remember you raising this with, with the because i don't want to go on about the act because we're here fandy man's club but it, it, it's it to me the the, the 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 therapy side the digital therapy you know this idea of reusing you know it was very we knew right at the beginning that you needed that once a guy contacted and made contact with the therapist that it was there for as long as they needed and what that meant was whether it's they use it one week and then another week and another week and maybe don't use it for three months mm -hmm. that, that they still had the ability to go back and use it and so that continuity there's that word again yeah. is quite important uh in in that sense of unlike traditional nhs therapy where you'll get maybe six sessions yeah yeah so um I think, that, and yeah. I that is also i think with 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 andy man's club or men's peer-to-peer -peer, it's every monday hmm. which is to me that's just fantastic as a guy hmm. knowing that every monday so if i don't turn up that monday but i know it's going to be yeah. the following monday I know that I can go back to that. Hmm. I think as well, I remember Paul, when we had a discussion, uh, I said to him that I explained to my clients that uh, when we do fitness work and strength work or whatever it might be, conditioning, they will see an improvement in their fitness levels. Then they'll be feeling nice about that. They'll kind of stay on that wee plateau for a few weeks. Most, most often they will dip down a wee bit and that gives them the fright to, to sort of go back on the upward trajectory again. And Paul described sort of the way that he has observed his clients and a lot of men's mental health is that one week you're feeling fucking great and then the next week you're feeling really shit and then one week you... And it's a bit more extreme like that. So again, I come back to this a roller coaster analogy. It's kind of understanding your roller coaster and then going, right, uh, I'm on that yeah, downward. I, I think I'm on that downward. Yeah. Now I need to do this, yeah. this, and this. That's a really good, yeah. To, 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 to bring myself out, you know. Um, Luke uses the roller coaster in one of the videos that we show as well in our presentation. And it is, you will feel that you're going down, 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 but you brighter times are coming, as he says, and, and you will start to go up the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 again, it's just, it, it's these things run, 
sitting so nicely in parallel with each other because some people are technophobes and they're not going to use the Brothers in Arms app no matter how many times we tell them to. But they might, and but I, I, probably I think will, well turn up it's to a combination. Peer to peer. It's a combination. You, you've got to use things that work for you. So I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that you can only come to Andy's Man Club and you can't use anyone else. No, that's See if it. you want to go to someone else yeah. on a Tuesday night, yeah. someone else on a Wednesday, Wednesday night. Crack yeah. on. I'm or sure that. I mean, I'm sure. We actually I don't know. That. Yeah. We promote yeah. that. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah. And I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if, and I'm sure there will be, I'm sure there will be, um, serial peer-to-peer support group attenders you know and they've got they go to all of them you know and that's fine because that'll be the thing that they use to keep them yeah, well, the one in Perth that fine. a lot of guys go to is a, a smart recovery so it's again about addictive personalities but they run on a Thursday mm-hmm. so they get the fix Andy's man club on a Monday they go there on a Thursday and then they know it's only another couple of days to Monday yeah, yeah, yeah. just get some through their week other oh, guys exactly. we just meet for a coffee three times a week yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like a mini meeting outside Starbucks or Costa yeah so yeah yeah any other coffee sense of community it's and that's it one of the guys that comes to the uh, peer-to-peer support uh, says just like going to your uh, going to the pub with your mates, except you're not drinking. Yeah. You know, that's often how it feels. You know, you're there. Um, just well, I'd, sometimes yeah. you know, because certainly from my experience, sometimes our peer-to-peer support groups quite surface level, and we're just talking about superficial things, football, moaning about work, whatever it might be. And then other times we do really go quite deep, and all of us, you know, then someone's having a wee cry well, I don't and, think there's you know, anything wrong with that there, but having that super, I don't think there's actually anything wrong with that sharing that what you're saying Absolutely. is superficial because it's, yeah. it is just that exchange of brotherhood you know that that we're here for a, for a reason and it's not That's necessarily it. it's, you know, it's again that belonging you know but yeah. it's what you said earlier on people can sit down and start talking about that mm-hmm. stuff but at some point they start talking about other things yeah. And I, I remember one meeting where we, we literally come in and we were just talking on, talking about football, talking about whatever. And then about 20 minutes into the conversation, the subject changed. We were talking about parents, being a dad, that sort huh. of subject yeah. and how our various, you know, experiences through mm-hmm. childhood had, had affected us as men. Uh-huh. And and I think something like that, the fact that you you through Andy's sheds, are giving the guys that opportunity to come down. And it might take them, as you say, the guy might sit for weeks and weeks and say nothing. So do you? is that an experience you've found? Yeah, going back to Nickel again, he sat there for eight weeks before he gave us his name. Yeah. And yeah. actually right. said he sat with his headphones, yeah. went to the ground, didn't want to wow. speak to anyone. Yeah. Ended up in hospital, came out and went, you know what, I need to give us a proper chance. Yeah. And, and he went, hello, my name's Nickel, I'm just out of hospital. Yeah. Right. Okay. There you go. It's uh, it may, it puts me in mind of you know there was I did a wee bit of time with the army reserves and uh, when we were doing the selection course there was a kind of softening up period you know where you were just getting ready for for the actual thing mm. uh, which was the actual selection course and um, you know uh, it's kind of like that some people need just that period of just being able to just crack away at their shell without actually opening them up yet yeah and. Huh. Uh, it's totally fine. Like on the scale that you're talking about, uh, it, it seems right to say it's totally fine to come and just sit yeah. and listen to other when people for a while. There's, there's no pressure to share. You can talk as little or as much as you want. Prime example, Glasgow, we launched a fortnight ago in Glasgow. Monday night, the boy came down and he says, I, I, Andy's brought me down. Uh, I'm just going to sit and have a cup of tea. I'm not going to say much. I'm a bit, bit quiet. Couldn't shut him up. Yeah. As soon as he seen the format and heard other guys share and he, he came around, he was last and he just kept talking. Brilliant. There we go. And it's just, just gave, gave him going, the permission, yeah. gave him the, 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 oh, well, if they can, if then they I can. can. 100%. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine you got guys that probably come along and listen for a little bit mm. and just get a feel. And then they go, okay, right, I get yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. Power, the power of that ball is that you just go, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and then you go, oh, sorry, I don't know if I've answered the question, but I'll just pass it on because you, you do, you find yourself just going off on a tangent. And the thing is, I'm, to me, all of this is very much a man thing, a male thing. It's our space. It's our territory. And I don't think there's anything wrong with stating that or saying that. I mean, I remember when I was doing my potential therapy course and I, I said that I wanted to specialise. And, okay, this is 2015, so things have changed a lot. 
I sort of stated in the class that I wanted to specialize in men. My God, the sort of mm-hmm. the comeback was like, what? Yeah. What? You no, it has to be gender. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It was no, no, it has to be shared, gender shared. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, this, oh. is, this is this 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 you know, is really actually very interesting and, I, I think, and important. You know, I think. For me, there's nothing wrong with with us as men saying this is this is our yeah space. Well, and we're going to try. We're we're going to try and. You know, we're going to try and do something about this. And that's why I think what I found out, I don't, I don't know about you, what I found when we launched Brothers in Arms was that because some of the stuff that I would get back was that that females wouldn't like it. And actually, it turns out they were the biggest supporters because they're going, thank God, we've got a space that we can send our men to. Yeah. yeah. And Andy's is, man club's the same. Our biggest but, audience yeah, on exactly. Facebook and Twitter is... There you yeah, go. They, 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 yeah. Women are so yeah. pragmatic, yeah. they go... Thank God. Right. I've got some men can It's like, no, you're going there, yeah. otherwise yeah. you're out the door. Yeah. Can I send my husband? Can right. I send yeah. my... Uh, and that's, we, 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 that's we talked about That's why I call them the sisters. Before. We need the sisters. Um, exactly, because we see that. It's, it's You look through our message feed and it's women, isn't it? Women, oh, women, women. Fundraising, um, everything. But if you go yeah. back to what you were saying about when you are doing your course, you wanted to specify in general. In my experience, ninety percent of all mental health workers that I've come across are female. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and that's why guys then have an issue trying to open up and talk. To them. Of course, and it's no, it's understandable. Women are more; uh, they have the ability to be compassionate. So that's where I, I totally understand. And I, I remember again when muting it as a as a project, and spoke to somebody from one of the main charities, and she actually said. Our big issue is that we've hardly got any guys that actually work mm-hmm. for us. Now, it's changed. I know it's changed, but, you know, she was actually set advocating, going, we hardly have any guys, and we certainly have no guys with lived experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's they not could that, see. It's not that they're not there. It's just that they're not stepping out of the shadows. But as you yeah. say, we've moved on, we hopefully, moved on. and we are moving in the right and direction. Thank God, I mean, and I think a lot of that is down to Andy Mann's club changing the narrative, mm. you know, Changing the narrative, not being, and I don't mean this as, you know, not being London-centric, I don't mean that as against London, as as creating something that's out with that so that you guys in Harrogate or wherever can go, oh, crikey, this it's actually talking to, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I, it's a, a, it's pal, a powerful thing. That's it. A pal of mine uh, who's living in, uh, in Australia at the moment messaged me over the weekend there and he was like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast uh, it's you know it's interesting it's good to hear stories that you can identify with and um, you'll never guess who referred me to the podcast and then went on to name this person and it's like that's good that somebody that he perceives would never be the guy to download a men's mental health podcast actually was the person who referred him on to it and so it just says in a very small way we are cracking that nut slowly but surely, you know. We're getting to people that others perceive would never accept that help or be open to that help or listen to a podcast that talks about your mental health or whatever, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. slowly but surely, you know, it's... Uh, and it becomes, you become more... In, for me, you become more empowered. The more that you see the reaction, you know, you've got 58 clubs that's not going to empower you to say we must be doing something right this is working yeah you know, then I, I don't know what else you know think about it it's a double-edged yeah. sword though, isn't it yeah. you like and then i've seen this at the event i was at this morning and people are going oh you, that's great you've got 50 59 clubs but we don't want to be here do you know I mean? oh we, god no no do you know what i mean it's, it's a double-edged sword yes we want to have as many groups as we can we yes we want as many guys coming through our doors because at the end of the day it's keeping them on this planet and putting them back to their families and friends and, and, and impacting their lives on it so um it's one of these ones but you know until at least there's something there for them until, the yeah. until the powers that be you know governments mm. and kick in, which they should be doing, let's be, be totally honest. I, I, I honestly don't think that would make any difference because if if someone, for example, and, and it happened in the prison, the NHS were totally against what we were doing as Andy's Man Club in the, in the prison because it was like their own wee bit. And like, know, no, you're not touching that, we've got mental health workers, right? Cool, doesn't matter, we're doing it anyway. Then they're like, oh, 
see how successful it is. They've got, they've got 25 guys coming every week. There's 30 guys on the wait list. They must be doing something right. So then, right, we weren't involved. No, Bolt, you've missed your <laughs> chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fair that's, a fair, that's a really fair... Because fair you don't comment. want services getting involved because then it just becomes another service yeah, yeah. and we don't and, want to be a service. Yeah. And I think with the NHS as well, I mean, I, I think, you know, from the, if I'm going from the digital side of things, I mean, Christ, NHS should have jumped on this. Mm. Yes, but the, unfortunately, NHS is like turning the Titanic, you know. Yeah. It's such a, it, and so you're, you know, because I was advised do this, do that. And I went, a bit like so. You think, no, it's going to be quicker if we just do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Because if I wait for that charity or that service to, to get involved, we're going to be talking about it via committee in five years' time. So, yeah. I, the, I, I the, the good thing about the NHS is they're now coming to us for advice. Yep. Do you know what I mean? We're, we've consulted with NHS Tayside about peer support. Yeah, they're starting mm-hmm. to offer it now. Um, we've consulted with NHS Fife about support for new dads yeah. uh, through the midwife yeah, service yeah. and stuff like I that. So it. they're coming to us now, which is good because it's it's impacting in, in areas that we never thought we would. And and it, it, it just feels nice to know that that is the path. You know, that's the path. Like Andy's Man's Club has just done it, just gone and done it. And then they've gone, all right, and now can we tag along? <laughs> and similarly, you know, yeah, the NHS, I, we're, you know, the, the app being NHS approved and uh, doctors, you know, we've many occasions had doctors saying, can I tell my patients about this? You know? That's what you want. Um, and can I, can I, can I refer? Get some clients I mean, going I, I, on to that. Certainly when I started with Andy's Man Club and when I first met Dan back, in, we'd only been gone a few weeks when we, we first met. Um, I didn't foresee myself sitting here four and a half years later doing what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? I thought I'd still be wanting the prison service. There'd only be the Perth Club. Do you know what I mean? We thought it might not even take off. I mean, we sat for eight weeks, no one turned up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we're yeah. like, what have we done? That's it. Do you know what I mean? I think it, when, when I first came through, we just yeah. started to yeah. get guys through the door and it was like... To, to now sit here four and a half years later after being a trustee for three years and now actually working for the charity mm-hmm. and getting paid to do something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And as no you said, the, no the, four, the four months that I've had, yeah. which you've all seen on social media, yeah. has been bloody manic, mm-hmm. but it's been brilliant. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. because yeah. I'm getting out there, I'm having conversations in areas I never thought I'd be speaking to. Never mind standing up on a stage in front of a thousand people. I'm like, Aye. I would never have done that before. But that's it. And this is where it is about just allowing you know guys don't get to be excited in conversation often enough i don't think mm-hmm. um about whatever you know it's all this what do you you know you you listen you eavesdrop into any male conversation you up to mate not much what about you not much mate you don't get to get excited about conversation but actually through andy's man's club through people that I've met yeah. working with brothers in arms, I get to have conversation that I'm excited about because it feels proactive. It feels like you can create something from it. It feels like it's making people feel better about themselves, showing up their skill sets, whatever it might be. And that's really the essence of what we're trying well, to say is allow guys to show yeah. a bit yeah. of excitement yeah. about things yeah. that they're involved with. Well, I think that's what Alex was saying at some point where you said, well, you get something out of it as well. That's part of the reason why you do it part of the reason why I do it is it's self-therapy it's, yeah. it makes makes me feel good yeah part of my recovery yeah that mentor part Jamie and I yeah. we've spoke about that quite a lot haven't we about the, the whole idea Pay of it forward I think is a really really powerful yeah yeah when you're kind of being a helper to somebody else that that gives you a value yeah. and a purpose and whatever to you Definitely, know just yeah. have somebody around the house who you're concerned about and just have them around the house for a cup of coffee to go, how you doing, pal? Yeah. Because then it takes your worries and your stresses and your every days away for a wee bit. And you go, I just did that to try and help out a pal or somebody I'm concerned about, somebody I'm interested about. And that intrinsically makes you feel a wee bit, ah, oh, right, I've helped somebody else rather than just thinking about me, me, me. Yep. I, I think when I was looking at some of the press coverage obviously last night when I was doing a bit of research and I, I found the same thing coming up time and time again and that that was all the sort of success stories in people that were being quoted as having been part of Andy's man's club uh, in the sheds uh, and I, I think that's tremendous you know that once you get that do you find that that's something 
that people feed on that idea that they come in and they might be quiet initially, as you say, with a guy who's now leading one of your groups. Do you find that that's something that, that helps people if they can come in and see guys and get introduced to them and, and the guy says something like yourself, oh, this is what happened to me, look where I am now. And they can also say, as you said, Dan, they can also say, I'm not sorted. Mm. I know I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah. See, so, you know, but but I'm just interest, curious to, uh, as to how you find that at the various yeah, groups. Yeah, but I was asked the same thing, sort of similar yesterday, how do we measure success? Um, and firstly, it's about getting guys through the door. Um, first and foremost, as I say, we had 805 guys mm. taking the courage to walk through the door. Uh, the only way you can measure someone's journey with Andy's Man Club is that they come through the door and then they want to give back and they become a facilitator. Um, we do, I don't often share my story at Andy's Man Club, which is usually share it for things like this or doing presentations. Um, and it was about 18 months after Nicola had actually joined and it had started facilitating when he listened to a podcast I'd done and, and shared my story on the podcast. He's like, that's the first time I've heard that. Why don't you share that at Andy's Man Club? I said, I don't need to share it every week. I shared it the yeah. first time I went, yeah. and for me that was it. Mm -hmm. my, my recovery is going out and talking to other people yeah. to inspire them to become Andy's Man Club. So if yeah. you come to a presentation, you'll hear me talk about my story. You listen to a podcast, you'll hear me talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it every Monday because it then becomes repetitive. If, if you talk about it every week, you've not dealt with it. Yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah. My no, no, I think you're absolutely wrong. If, if, if yeah. I keep going on about that day I try to kill myself on a Monday night, that to me is not only is it taking up space for other people to talk because at the end of the day that's, that's why I'm very, there, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm just repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. So therefore it still owns me. It doesn't own me anymore. That's why I can go out and talk about it to yeah. an audience yeah. of a thousand people. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. the, the only way we can measure it is that they come back and they keep coming back. So we always, yes, we've got a new guy of the night. It's better when he comes back the second week because he's, he's enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Because he might not have liked it and just as they come back, but he comes back and then wants to give back. We've got just under 300 facilitators that every Monday night give up their own time to run Andy's Man Club. Fantastic. And as, we've only got seven paid members of staff. Without those 300 guys, I wouldn't be sitting here yeah. talking to you because we wouldn't exist. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's really encouraging, you know, when you put it that way. And, and I think that's what certainly I've found since I started getting involved with this group, you know, the, 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 the selfless work from people like Dan and, and, and Gary, you know, who give up of their own time to, to, to make the situation easier for guys to come and speak about it, to use, to use the app, yeah. you know, and get the word out there in whatever shape or form that is. It could just, for us, it could just be walking down your high street with an Andy's Man Club t-shirt on. Absolutely. Because you can go, well, that guy's obviously been in a shit place. He's gone to Andy's Man Club and look at him. He's, yeah. he's yeah. doing well. He's wearing it's a t-shirt. It's massive. Yeah. And that, that, to me, is it's just like a badge on. And I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I've been saying that to the guys. You know, uh, Brothers in Arms t-shirts are now just kind of part of my wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was wearing it on holiday right. and I was wearing it here and there. And it's, it's great how it's often it just comes it. up in conversation, yeah. you know. And uh, for anybody who will hire themselves out to us as a cow uh, <laughs> and will wear a T-shirt, come and get one from us. <laughs> Drop me a message. <laughs> I'll give you a T-shirt. It's like yesterday we, we popped in, we were setting up the, the stall at that event. I was at the day, so, so it was ready for this morning. Came back, went to Tesco's, pushing the trolley along. I've got my Andy's Man Club mask on, I'm dressed like this. Mm. And this guy just stops me and can ask you a question. Now he's like, I'll be up that aisle. And she just disappears now because it happens all the time. Because they yeah. see it, they want to know what it's all about. Or, yeah, yeah, or they follow yeah. you on Facebook and just so wait. This guy last yeah. night just, just want to say what I can just job need to up our, wee, uh, up our game in terms of that. You know, as I say, because we're doing well with the t-shirts, but it's, it's yeah. you know, I think it's just not, out of ego or self, you know, or, or, or self-promotion, it's about creating a safe sign. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you come and say something to me. It's yeah. okay if you come and ask me a question, mm -hmm. you know? hundred percent. And that, that comes with doing stuff on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm quite open when I'm on Facebook. Yeah. If I'm doing a video or a picture that's real and raw, I, I, I don't put filters on. I don't cut mm -hmm. and edit things. Do you know what I mean? It's just, right, this is what it is. And I think people yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. And if they see that on Facebook, they're more likely to approach you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, just having now 
getting people that I didn't know at all, not from my social circle, not from my Facebook circle, whatever, now actually adding me on Facebook and saying, thanks for accepting my friend request. I added you because of the podcast and because it's helping me and that sort of stuff. Then we know we're getting through and the word is getting a wee bit further out. Um, you know, so no, and that's that's, that's that, just the, the Facebook one's quite a, a good one to talk about. We have to, it, and I think that, I get that all the time. You know, it's like, but do you know that I'm going to pull it? No, but I don't know if they're reaching out. I, so if yeah, I turn well, around and it. say no, what happens? Yep. Do you know what I mean? So and we are good. You sit there, so I've now got an AMC profile, so huh. I can just go right bang there. Right, you know, you yeah. well, I think the thing that because we often come in, come on to uh, the bad of social media. You know, the downsides of social media. The the false sense of you know reality that people create blah blah blah, uh, but we also really must acknowledge that it's things huge. like this wouldn't spread without oh, the no, power yeah. of social media yeah. and if, the good side yeah. of social media. Well, yeah, I was going to say know. that's social media for good. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. That's that's for me is 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 you're using 100%. it in a different different yeah. way. You're not using yeah. it for self. Um, I don't know self promotion or using that's it. For, it put filters and yeah. look good you're actually doing it to deliver uh, you know a like message. seven thousand likes yeah. is nothing nothing compared to one person getting in touch to say 100%. that actually just helped me yeah. that just got me and through that, a wee that, whatever you and know that's why and I, that's I, why I, it's there that's how i finish my, my presentations off going there, there's our social media handles like us follow us share us because yeah. you never know who could be struggling on your timeline and see you sharing that Absolutely, yeah. man. If we That's didn't it. use social media, we'd have one club in Halifax. Yeah. Simple as That's that. That's true, yeah. yeah. Simple yeah, as that. There you go. Yeah. Because it, it, uh, it was actually, we, we talked earlier on about Ricky Gervais. It was Ricky mm. Gervais on Twitter doing It's Okay to Talk, saying mm-hmm. that. I was like, what's that? There and we then, go. And then there we watched, go. watched the video and, and could relate to what Andy had been going through because it just mirrored my own struggles a year mm-hmm. before. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's been very, very interesting to, I think what I've, you know, taken away from today is some of the areas where we can just shout a bit more and do do more and and just make our own lives easier to get to more men, for sure. 100%. So you mentioned earlier on that you've, you've now set a club up in Glasgow. Can you tell yeah. us a bit about that? Yeah, so we're meeting in the Scotland campus. We've met okay. there for the last two weeks. So where the, the sports centre and the stadium is, there's a wee clubhouse in between, which is just like a gym hall. So that's where we've got our, yeah. our Glasgow venue. So and it's Monday, a, 7 o'clock? Mon- Monday, 7 till 9. So Fantastic. if you just want to come along. Fantastic. Cool, yeah, we'll definitely be along. And, uh, no, no bookings, no, no charges. Just rock up, get a cup of tea and a biscuit and, and join it. Perfect. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. No, that's excellent, Alex. Oh, good. Well, uh, if you guys don't have any more uh, grilling for Alex, um, <laughs> <laughs> then I can sit here and talk all day, but I've got to go and watch this. He's got a football, important uh-huh. football match. Um, Super Jays. Our uh, colleague Kieran uh, wasn't in on today's podcast too often does a, a specific shout out to people that have been fundraising for us recently. Um, as ever, it's a big thank you to every single person who's donated single penny to us um, and those who are shouting about us on Facebook who are messaging messaging to ask how they can volunteer everything like that I mean it's it's huge we have talked in the past about the fact that largely um, Brothers in Arms the stuff that we do is is everybody is people giving up their time and their money uh, to, to help us keep going so uh, just a big heartfelt thank you as always to, to anybody who's raising awareness and raising the, the word of Brothers in Arms. And uh, again, follow Andy's Man's Club and uh, check out the great work that they're doing. And uh, yeah, we're, all, we're, we're chuffed to be collaborating and working together, pushing in all in the same direction. Fantastic. Thanks, folks. Yeah, Cheers. Great, great Thanks work. for having me, guys. Thank you. I hope your team win. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.